0: this is the craziest times to be in the oil and gas industry I've got a lot of oil and gas topics and news to discuss mainly talking about the OPEC plus cuts but here's something we're not hearing a lot about how is this Affecting what is happening in the Middle East as far as the potential bloodbath of war. Okay. And if the Houthi rebels have escalated their threats. Okay. And so here's why. Okay. And so here's OPEC Plus decided to backstab Joe Biden in the back and give him a big middle finger by cutting 2 million barrel a day output. Okay, and listen, Joe Biden has so much egg on his face. He went desperately after calling Saudi Arabia an evil dictating country. He went back desperate for oil, and they gave him the cold shoulder cutting 2 million barrels a day, and now we're upping our rhetoric. When I say we, I'm talking about America. We're upping our rhetoric and saying, hey, they decided to side with Russia, okay? So they've demonized him. So at first, it was just calling him a pariah for killing the journalist, Joshogi. And Saudi Arabia, this is when, this is when the relationship became uh, shaky. It was on shaky ground. All of a sudden, the gloves are off, And so now we are saying, look, OPEC plus Saudi Arabia, the young prince is siding with Russia. We have damned Russia. Everybody in this world knows that Russia is probably the most evil country in the world, killing killing innocent women and children. And now America's rhetoric is, hey, Saudi Arabia and the Middle East, all those oil-producing scumbags is siding with Russia. That was the worst thing that the West could have ever done. They just put a nail in the coffin for low oil prices, for low gas prices. All of this was to prepare for the midterms to lower gas prices. And Joe Biden's response to all of this, to OPEC, was upping the rhetoric, making verbal assault, saying, hey, you're just siding with Russia, and to continue to produce oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. I mean, that's our only option. I mean, Joe, it's really, uh, uh, I find it very interesting that Joe, who has suppressed and reduced american oil output but it's upset with foreign countries for doing the same shame on you he is such a hypocrite okay now here's the thing this is something that nobody's really talking about okay so the houthi rebels are completely pissed off right now at america okay and so if you look here if you look what uh, uh, Yemen-Iranian-backed Houthis threaten oil companies in the UAE and Saudi Arabia, okay? And so Yemen's Houthi rebels vow to return military operations as U.S. laments failure of ceasefire talks. Now, here's what happened. the 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 war that started in Yemen back in 2015, it was simply because Obama sided with Saudi Arabia to start dropping bombs in Yemen. Now, this war has called, caused the largest humanitarian crisis this world has ever seen, okay? And so many, many, and if you scour the internet, the Google and, and the search engines trying to find out why did Obama decide to do this, nobody really knows. But I'll tell you why, it comes down to oil. Without Saudi Arabia, America would cease to grow. I mean, without energy, you can't grow. Look what's happening in Europe. It's an, it's an energy crisis that's going to co- cause a humanitarian crisis. Look what happened in Sri Lanka. Look what has happened in Germany. Okay. The reason why America is thriving is because we have abundant energy. We, America alone, we consume 20 million barrels of oil a day and we only produce half of it. Half of it. And most of that oil is exported because we don't have the refining capacity to refine it properly because most of the shale oil, the fracking formations that we produce, the shale formation is a light sweet crude. We import heavy crude from Saudi Arabia. We've been doing it for so long that our refiners are set up for heavy crude. Well, guess what? We have to export that light sweet crude because no nobody's going to invest billions of dollars in a dirty industry to build refineries to refine our own crude. So we're screwed. So we have to rely on the Middle East no matter what. That's why we built the Keystone Pipeline, because we were uh, short 800,000 something barrels of oil a day of heavy crude. So why not cause a Keystone Pipeline to run from Canadians tar sands, heavy tar sands, which is exactly what we needed. And it happens to be able to uh, flow 800,000 barrels a day. But the Obama administration shut that down. So here's the deal. We are 100% reliant on the Middle East, even Even if we started today, if we started producing 20 million barrels of oil a day, we don't have the refining capacity. And that's never going to happen, man. The shale industry is done. It's a watershed event. I think uh, Eric Nuttall mentioned that on Twitter the other day. It's a watershed event that shale is, they're at their demise. In the banks, the, the administration in place is demonizing oil and it's shaming banks for funding the oil and gas industry. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's a triple whammy against energy. And it's unbelievable that oil prices fundamentally should be well over $130 a barrel. And they're still trading around 90. That's because nobody's playing ball right now. Nobody's playing ball right now because nobody knows what to to think anymore. Nobody knows what to expect, and it's all manipulated. And so here's the deal. The Middle East is coming against that. And so I truly believe what's happening with the Houthi rebels, the fact that um, the Americans, diplomats, failed to uh, continue the peace talks, and now that peace truth is over. I wonder why. I truly believe this because— We were supporting Saudi Arabia, protecting their assets. We have publicly gone on record through Richard Kissinger said, hey, we're going to protect you from other Middle Eastern powers if you sell your oil in U.S. currency. We made that deal with them. We needed them because we were growing and you need oil to grow and they needed us for protection. So Obama continued that protection while the oil kept flowing. Well, at some point, we didn't need their oil anymore because they ignorantly, they didn't understand the the fundamentals and the dynamic of oil and gas. And so we didn't need them anymore. And so I truly believe because Saudi Arabia sided with Russia, sided with Russia. I truly believe that Joe Biden's like, screw Saudi Arabia, we're pulling out. They could fight that Yemen war by themselves. We're pulling our military out. We're pulling our guys out until they come begging to us. And now the Houthi rebels are making threats to the UAE, to Saudi Arabia, saying, we're going to bomb your facilities. We're going to bomb your oil facilities. And they've already done this in the past, and they're going to do it again. As if it's not enough that the Nord Stream pipeline was bombed. As if it's not enough that the OPEC plus is not playing ball with America anymore and they're curbing production. If it's not enough that we do not have enough oil, guys, there is not enough oil to keep up with demand, and we are not investing for tomorrow's demand. OPEC plus, the Russians, Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, Iran, all of those countries are tired of the sanctions. They're tired of their oil being disrespected. They're tired of selling their oil at a reduced rate. I mean, the shale American companies got raped because it's the most expensive barrel of oil to produce. They lost a lot of money. Well, so did OPEC. So did Saudi Arabia. They lost a tremendous amount of money during the days of the shale revolution. During the days of the Shell revolution, there was an oil glut, and so they played it safe. They kept oil production steady because they knew at one point, because they understand shale, they knew at one point shale, shell was going to meet their demise because they have such a fast decline. It was a flash in the pan. Their Their, their decline curve is 60%. And it was the shell bubble because banks were loosely just giving money to whoever. If you, hey, you're going to drill some shell, let's drill, baby, drill. And so since 2014, the capital to invest in oil and gas globally is two-thirds of what it was then. Two-thirds, a 75% reduction in oil investment. But OPEC knew that shell was going to end. So they if they would have cut production in 2014 or 15 when oil prices dropped down to $55 a barrel then shell would have continued to grow. And so they cut they they increased output to break the backs of shell. Well, shell is out of the game. Shell is game over. They're not only game over geologically speaking as far as the oil formation, but they're it's game over economically speaking because all the good spots are gone. They're, they're drilling longer legs to extract more oil even faster. So from a, from a, from, a uh, from a financial point of view, it looks like they're producing even more oil. But from a fundamental point of view, all they're doing is extracting it faster. And so after spending billions and billions of dollars, Shell, it's game over for them. So Shell's out of the way. So OPEC doesn't have to worry about Shell anymore. OPEC also doesn't have to worry about that relationship with America because they've lost the support of America. And the nail in the coffin for that relationship was saying that they sided with Russia. Now, before before uh, uh, all of this started taking place, you had China, you had India, you had Russia, you had all of these countries at SEO coming together, and their rhetoric was anti-Western. Their rhetoric was, hey, guys, we need to figure out a way to get the sanctioning countries off of our backs. And so all of this came together, and all of a sudden, OPEC Plus is cutting production by 2 million barrels of oil a day. All of a sudden, the, the Nord Stream 1 and 2 get blown up mysteriously. All of a sudden, Houthi rebels are wanting to attack key oil facilities. I'm telling you right now, this is all strategic. It's the plan because America needs oil. And without it, we cannot move forward. We cannot grow. And so American stronghold on the rest of the world is our currency because our central banking system is in every single country except for North Korea and Cuba. That's how we sanction people. We have that power. Well, the power of the Middle East, of Russia, of Asia, their power is to cut us off from oil. That's their power. That's what Russia has done to Europe and it's working. It's working. And so there's a lot of things uh, that are that are in play right now. And so here's the deal. The Iran nuclear deal is dead. They were, they were expecting to add 2 million barrels a day from that. The Iran nuclear deal is done. And that's another reason for Iran uh, to become uh, uh, more hostile. Okay. Houthi rebels is Iran. Okay. Uh, the, 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 it's a proxy for Iran. And so the fact that the Iran nuclear deal fell apart, uh, not only does it seal the deal for higher oil prices because they're not going to bring their oil back online but it also says you know what screw it america has demonized us uh and I, we're this war in yemen is only getting worse we're taking the gloves off okay and the only reason why they were playing nice is because they were thinking that they were going to get an iran nuclear deal done but it didn't work out and so those barrels of oil are lost forever okay um Oil inventories have dropped 130 million barrels of oil, even though the SBR release in the China zero COVID policies. Okay, Now, if we didn't have the SBR, the SBR was not releasing a million barrels a day, and China was operating like normal, our oil inventories would be dropped around 300 million barrels of oil. And so here's the thing. What that says is that we do not have enough oil, guys. Guys, th- the only reason why we're operating normally is because of the SPR and, and the fact that China is has been under lockdown. But I'm telling you, there would be a massive def- deficit if those two things were not here. Um, they're over- and, and so here's the thing. People are overly focused on demand versus supply, okay? Now, everyone is saying, hey, Demand is dropping. Look, we only lost about 2% of demand during the worst financial crisis this world has ever seen, okay? 2% today would be 2 million barrels a day. These, These demand fears, these recession fears are gonna be easily offset by China coming out of lockdowns, by the natural gas to to oil switching, and the fact that OPEC isn't playing ball anymore with America. Guys, it's only going to get worse. The Houthi rebels, it, I mean, it, if you remember, I remember in the past when uh, the Houthi rebels started dropping bombs in key oil facilities, and the only reason why they stopped is because of the uh, they started playing ball because of sanctions and what have you. They're done. The sanctions aren't working. In Russia, in Iran, they're working together. I'm telling you, there's a plan. There's a plan in the Middle East, and the plan is to cut the West off from oil. You, I, I can't tell you how big this OPEC cut is, how m- the message that it sends to Washington is, Washington, we're done. This relationship is over. And Washington, D.C. is pulling out of, of Saudi Arabia, And now Saudi Arabia is a sitting duck. I'm telling you right now, guys, what happened to Nord Stream 1 and 2 is the beginning of a strategic plan. I don't know what's happening. Made a video on TikTok a couple days ago talking about this, and that video was deleted and was banned. Guys, I'm telling you, share this video, get it out, and please comment. Tell me about your thoughts about this. If you have any information, any links or videos to, to information regarding what is truly going on out there please comment but i'm telling you there is something happening there's something happening uh, in the middle east with russia saudi arabia that we do not understand or we do not see everything that's happening here i'm telling you right now what opec plus did by cutting two million barrels of oil a day sends the message to the world f you joe biden F you America, we're not playing ball anymore, and it's only going to get worse in the Middle East. The rhetoric is increasing. The wars and the bombs are going to increase. What happened to the Nord Stream 1 and 2 is the beginning of many, many strategic attacks on oil and gas infrastructure because their plan is to cut us off from the very energy that we need. Anything that has anything to do with what I'm talking about, please comment section. And and please uh, comment below. Tell me what you think about this. Where where do you think oil prices are going? Where do you think, uh, what do you think is uh, strategically speaking, what do you think is the next uh, uh, facility like the Nord Stream? Uh, What's the next uh, attack? So, all right, guys, I'm Sean Pruitt, president of Kingdom Exploration. If you like this channel, please subscribe and we'll talk soon. Thanks.